G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, something a little bit concerning, some might even say sensitive to talk about, Compassion Australia is about to formally close its programs in India. Now, this is going to happen on the 15th of March. Indian restrictions on funding force the Child Development Ministry to leave the country after working there for 48 years. Compassion Australia CEO Dr Tim Hanna joining us to talk about why this is happening and how it's all going to look in just a short while away. Hello, Tim. Welcome to 2020. Good afternoon, Neil. Thanks for talking to us. Tim, ending child sponsorship in India, uh, the final day coming up the 15th of March, what's led up to this? Yeah, look, it's been going on now for some months. Probably around the middle of last year, we discovered that the Indian government had put a freeze on the funds that we were sending to our Indian offices to be distributed to the churches there that we work with and, and therefore support the kids uh, in, in the program. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a difficult one because we haven't really got clear answers as to why. I know they're cutting down on a number of NGOs, but, but certainly uh, ours has been uh, one of the larger ones bringing money in and supporting the the country and kids in the country has has caused, um, I, I'm sure, some consternation. And, and for them, for some reason, we haven't really known why. We we've got an idea. We we, we think there might be some reasons. But but uh, you know, it's just been a tragedy all around because 147,000 children, um, 580 plus church partnerships that we've had. We've been working there, as you said in your intro, for 48 years. It's just a tragedy that it's come to this. Now, when you talk about reasons and you've got some ideas, I know that in India there has been a rising Hindu nationalism and Hindu nationalism is a religious motivation. And as a minority religious group working as a Christian ministry and openly as a Christian ministry in India, do you think there's some connection to, uh, to the religious reasons why you might be halted at this time? Look, I think there are probably two main reasons. One is I think the Indian government and its growing economy and growing economic situation is probably wanting to cut down on, on NGOs, foreign NGOs coming in and their expectation, wanting to see that they can look after their own people, etc. But I do think there is, a, you know, the others are motivated, there is religiously motivated in some way and we're a distinctively Christian, Christ-centred, uh, church-based organisation that's wanting to serve children living in poverty and... Uh, we, our, you know, our motivation for our response to that is our faith in Jesus, and and I think that's obviously got something to do with it as well. As I said, we haven't been given clear clear reasons, but um, you know, we can, we can't but think that when in 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 the absence of that. Now, of course, the Indian economy has been going from strength to strength, but there's a long way to go, I imagine, in the nation caring adequately for uh, such poverty-stricken children as the sorts that you've been caring for all these years. Well, I think the growth of the Indian economy has seen a, a, even a bigger gap between the rich and the poor. So we hear about the things that are happening at a high 
high-end level, but the, the, uh, the poverty in India is... I've been there, and the poverty is just enormous, and it's uh, in some pockets particularly, there's, uh, you wonder how people even exist. So it's very much still a, a nation in great need, and that's what causes this, this uh, problem to be even more you know, disastrous and, and tragic for us, you know, and for the, particularly for the kids and their families. Well, how many are being affected by uh, by a compassion pulling out of India or being told uh, to pull out of India? Uh, what sort of numbers are we talking? Uh, the numbers of children that might be affected, the number of church partners that are uh, working with you and the local staff that you've got there on the ground in India. How many people? Yeah, there's just over 147,000 children uh, who've been in our program um, in this last year and uh, current current sponsorship children. 589 local church partners so that's um, churches that run a you know a, comp- a project that might look after two to three hundred ch- children we've had two offices in India so one in uh, South India one in East India one in Calcutta one in Chennai and altogether 127 local staff who make sure the program is in- implemented through those local churches and uh, you know that's made a huge you know it's just uh, it's hard to imagine that a country would let that happen you know it's just hard to imagine that happening it's 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 uncharted territory for us. We would wonder why would you want that to happen in, to children getting some help and hope in your own country? Well, it's going to leave an obviously huge hole uh, when you say 147,000 Indian children who have been That's a part right. of what you've been doing. Uh, the work there in India has been huge and it is going to leave a major, major void when you do pull out. Well, it will. And look, we the local church has been amazing and you know, the local church in many cases will, be, will still be able to continue on running support for those families that have been previously and up until now having compassion support. They won't have the same resources, obviously, because that sponsorship makes a difference to, those, to uh, how, how much you can do. But the local church will still be with, with trusting and praying, looking after many, many of those children um, and, and running a program, albeit cut down in some way, to help, so we're we're trusting that'll happen because the local church is the local church and and makes a difference in itself. But but they won't have the same resources that you know for providing for education and healthcare and and food security is, is clearly all of those things. It uh, it won't have the same resources that they've had. Well, Tim, you talk about uh, some opposition to the work of compassion. Now this year, this. Last year, uh, there was some blockages to some finances being allowed through the Ministry of Home Affairs, and you haven't been able to pay staff on occasions. How does all of that work? Uh, With these sorts of blockages of finances, they've clearly got people making it hard for you to function in India. Yeah, that's right. And the government, and particularly through the Ministry of Home Affairs, have put a a freeze on our funds going from the bank to our local staff, which then gets distributed to local churches and the families. And so they have, they've been doing that now for, uh, as I said, just over eight months now, and, um, which means that we can't pay our local staff. So we've had some funds in reserve there, but they run out, which is why the 15th of March is, is such a crucial deadline. Uh, those funds run out on the 15th of March, so we won't be able to have any staff employed to make sure all of those things that are part of our what we call holistic child development program actually take place. So that's that's the tragedy of the whole thing. We have nobody to implement the program there. Well, Dr. Tim Hanna is our guest. He's the CEO of Compassion Australia. We're talking about compassion 
uh, being told to really formally close its programs in India from the 15th of March. Now, you might be a sponsor of a Compassion Child. You'll be wondering about that. We'll continue our conversation back in just a short while to hear about sponsors in Australia and the good work that's been done and where to from here. Back with more in just a short while. Taking some time to unpack what's happening with Compassion. Now, Compassion's a wonderful ministry, but they're about to formally close programs in India from the 15th of March. Now, Indian restrictions on funding have forced the Child Development Ministry to leave the country after working there for 48 years. Compassion Australia CEO Dr. Tim Hanna is with us. Tim, how many sponsors are there in Australia of many of these children in India? And you say when there's 147,000 Indian children, a lot of sponsors are coming from Australia. Tell me about numbers. Yeah, that's right. Well, of those 147,000, it's up around about the 8,000 children are sponsored from Australian sponsors and over 6,000 Australian sponsors who support those children in India. So... Uh, that gives you a bit of perspective of the rest of that 147,000 sponsors living in other countries around the world. But for, for us, it's, a, it's just over 6,000 sponsors. And those supporters have grown over the years, the number of children sponsored by Australian sponsors. And that's been ongoing money that people have been uh, sowing into the lives of young people and seeing young people grow up and uh, to have a Christian faith, uh, to be supported, uh, food on the table, uh, making sure that families are able to adequately care for children. Now, as that number's continued to grow, uh, what will happen after the 15th of March? Well, after the 15th of March, I mean, we don't have anybody in any staff on the ground in India who will be able to make sure that program is implemented like they do now and be able to disperse the, 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 the food security, the, the health care, the education. And part of our program is also linking people into a local church where they get the opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel in that local church setting. So we won't have anyone there to, to uh, ensure that. We will still know that local churches will still care for people, and that's you know the great thing about the local church. It's a great um, got a mandate from Jesus to care for people, and, and so they'll still do that, but they won't have the same resources to do it. People who've sponsored children, and since we've had the freeze on funds, we knew about the freeze of funds in the middle of last year. We've been putting um, supporters' contributions in a separate holding account, waiting for a, a positive resolution for this. It looks like there won't be a positive resolution in our timing, so we will be contacting every supporter to say, now, what would you like us? Um, they'll, have, they'll have the option of choosing what happens to, that, to that, uh, those contributions they've made in the last few months. So we'll be doing all that to each, every supporter. Now, I suspect that you'll probably want to redirect support to uh, any number of the other projects that you've got working around the world, and India is just one of those. But there are uh, sort of sponsors who become very intimately attached to a particular child. I imagine you're going to be saying to supporters, it's your choice, but uh, we'd like you to continue to be a sponsor of children. Is that the way you'd be approaching it? Well, our ideal, of course, would be that sponsors would sponsor from another one of the 25 countries that we also work in, and uh, and so by doing, not letting, you know, not letting the fight against poverty take even one small step backwards, if they're able to do that, that's obviously what we would we would want to do, uh, want to happen. Uh, but sponsors will have their own choice to do that. Um, obviously, that's the best thing for fighting against poverty. It's the best thing to to do if we can encourage sponsors to do that. I think the other thing is we. 
you know, this is a, a finality, and we still want to encourage sponsors. We're going to endeavour, even though we haven't got staff on the field there, we're going to endeavour to get a final letter through from from supporters and sponsors to their children, so that it seems that there is some some positive, you know, conclusion and end to that process. It's devastating as it is. It's tragic, and uh, you know, we never planned for this. We wouldn't imagine this, but it's happened to us, and and uh, so we want to, you know, make help our sponsors still continue at least that final um, farewell to their sponsored child. But uh, we would obviously encourage sponsors to, to make, still make a difference with poverty and sponsor from one of the other 25 countries that we uh, resource children in. Let's talk about the letter because letters have been such an integral part of child sponsorship because it really is the link between the sponsor and the child and sponsors love to get those letters that come back from children who they are sponsoring. And so one last letter. So this is something I imagine that uh, for those uh, compassion supporters listening to our conversation now, it's a matter of uh, get out the uh, the letter writing pad uh, or the piece of paper, the document that you'd normally write a letter on, and uh, and start writing to your sponsored child because it might be your last opportunity to have that contact with them. Well, it'd be good to do that to get the, sort of the text of that. We when we contact each uh, supporter, uh, we're going to do that by phone. When we contact each supporter, we'll be uh, and also sending them the op- you know the opportunity and the, and the uh, instructions about how to write a final letter and where to send it, and and I think there's even a template going out as well to write that final letter. But even now, it'd be good to start that process for, for supporters to think about what you would want to say in that final letter to a supporter. Because, as you're right, letters over the years make an enormous difference to children. They're not just a good thing to do. They're actually part of the development process where for a child to know that, child in poverty to know that there's somebody on the other side of the world who loves them and cares for them and prays for them and gives towards them is, is part of development. It's not just a nice thing to do or not just charity. It's actually part of development. So, so those letters are crucial. So this last, the last letter you would write would still be a, have, have great impact on, on a child. Tim, the staff on the ground, are they Indian nationals or are they uh, imports into uh, the local setting there? 127 local staff. I imagine uh, they'll either lose lose their jobs or you'll try to reabsorb them into any of these other uh, dozens of countries that you're working in. Yeah, they're all Indian. They're all Indian nationals. So uh, we only we only uh, engage uh, local indigenous staff in the countries in which we work. So they're all local Indians, which is part of the tragedy. So 127 people who will not have their employment um, come the 15th of March. Right. That's uh, quite tragic for them because I'm sure they'll find it difficult to replace a wage in the Indian economic climate. It is a reminder, isn't it, Tim, of the complexities of working in different cultures? It is indeed. It's a reminder of that. It's a reminder, too, that mission is messy. Like, we like to think that, you know, it's easy. You just do this and this all this, this. You know, it's cause and effect. Every time you do this, this will happen. But things change and it's messy and, and uh, governments make decisions and people themselves make decisions. And uh, if it could be easily, more easily um, predicted, it would be nice. But that's not the way the gospel works in many cases. It's, it's a matter of... Uh, seeing God at work in different ways and some of those ways get changed and he's we believe God's still very much at work in India and if, if compassion has to leave India Jesus doesn't and and we believe very much that he's still going to be at work there and still is at work there and we'll just be we don't want to close the doors completely we don't know what's going to happen in the future um, but uh, we just know for now 
that's the decision that's been made for us. It is a 48-year history you've had. Uh, God has done wondrous things through the Ministry of Compassion International. Uh, When it comes to the way you hope Australian believers might pray into this situation, uh, how do you hope that that, that Christian believers listening to our conversation now, whether they're compassion supporters or not, uh, might pray for your situation? Yeah, look, I mean... Just to go back on something you said, I mean, we had, we've had we had seen some tremendous things happen there. There are people there now who are now doctors and teachers and pastors and lawyers who've come through our program with no hopes and no dreams um, and now have seen those dreams fulfilled. So in terms of inviting people to pray, I would just pray that, um, that young people who, when they because they'll hear this news, this will be devastating for young people and their families, that they won't lose their hope, that they won't lose their dreams, that, that they can still see there's a way out of poverty, that, that God's still in the midst of this and he hasn't forgotten them. I would still pray for that. I'd be praying for our staff. Um, again, as you mentioned, there's, there's some very capable people who, who um, work in our offices in the various countries we work in, including India. And you know, some will have more difficulty than others picking up other work. But I'd pray for our staff because they've invested over many years in the lives of uh, in the local churches and the lives of of kids living in poverty. Um, so that that would be it. I mean, pray for our supporters, of course. There's a, there's a grieving process for all of us who who sponsor in India. There's a grieving process um, of this relationship that's been developed that all of a sudden comes to a conclusion in some way and and that's that's a difficult thing and and i guess you know i'd obviously want to be praying that that you know governments take a more um open approach to to development to um the potential of of really gospel you know care in the country, that would be a good thing to pray as well, I would say. Well, of course, there are 25 other nations that Compassion Correct. is working in, and this is one which will be sad news, and perhaps for some it'll be bad news, and certainly for those who are affected, uh, partner churches, uh, those staff on the ground, and the 147,000 children have been a part of the Compassion Program. Uh, yes, there's going to be some hardship ahead, and uh, the call for prayer is... Uh, to those issues, uh, as Tim mentions. Compassion's about to formally close its doors to its programs in India because of Indian restrictions on funding. And so it's going to force the Child Development Ministry to leave the country after 48 years of good work there. Uh, Tim Hanna, thanks so much for sharing your heart. I'll point people to the Compassion website, compassion.com.au. Uh, for people to continue their support. And there might be some who've got some questions, and I'm sure uh, you've got some staff who are able to uh, field uh, those questions and uh, give appropriate answers to people who might have uh, some concerns. But compassion.com.au, and the good work of Compassion does continue in 25 other nations, but uh, mentioning that uh, the good work in India will come to a close on the 15th of March. Tim Hanna, thanks so much for taking some time uh, to share your heart with us today here on 2020. Appreciate that, Neil. Thanks for the opportunity. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.